everybody um hey um so tonight uh it's number 44 guys it's amazing 44, 44 <laughs> can't believe we've been doing uh, this for so long crazy that is 44 weeks 44 <laughs> weeks yeah that's how long we've been in um in lockdown so um anyway um good evening everybody uh evening. welcome to the show and um welcome samuli again uh, looking beautifully green tonight. Uh, you really worked on your background, man. Awesome shot. <laughs> <laughs> What's the secret? What's that behind you? What's that um, that light uh, source? That's uh, it's it's no, no, my wife wife bought it somewhere, and uh, it was first in our bedroom, but it was a bit too green. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna find its place over here, and it's, it's, it's I kind of like it. I've been using it a lot here. S sort of a lightsaber. Uh, that's what yeah, he's it like is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, the, you should have a really long extension uh, cord to really fight with it because. It's okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, something I you I can see you when you, when you have no inspiration, uh, you know, grabbing that thing and walk around the studio and <laughs> fight fight off the the demons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome, man. Good to have you to have you back here, um, Robin. Okay. Good to see you again. Great to see you. Uh, awesome. And I can see, uh, yeah, I can see all other uh, friends and uh, colleagues checking in or as here. Um, in. Yeah. Yeah. So hello, everybody. Um, and the guy who has been showing up in the comments a lot of times, Eric, Eric Demon. And good evening. And finally, hey, he's here. Finally, he's here. It's a new world. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How is it on this side? <laughs> Uh, good, good. Yeah, it looks a lot like my home, but uh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And you're um, you're not in your studio right now, right? No, no, I'm not at home. I'm the, uh, my Wi-Fi is horrible in the studio, so. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Well, it's it that I guess it's good for productivity to have a uh, weak Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best weak Wi-Fi, strong production. Yeah, hey, that's a good one. That should be a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to make it a shirt now. Uh, yeah, we should do that. Um, so, how have you been? Uh, how have you been doing? Have you been uh, uh, productive uh, lately? Uh, I'm getting back to my production thing. We had a, a baby like ten months ago. Just so. oh, congratulations! Okay, Thanks. congratulations! Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so, thank you. It's uh, <laughs> that, that's a lot of uh, work. <laughs> it's amazing, but yeah, it's uh, it, it takes a lot of time. So uh, I had to adjust to that, and uh, you know, do all the young father things and stuff. And uh, I, I'm, get, I'm getting back to my. I'm getting back to uh, working outside the box, in my studio, and I, I uh, bought some stuff. And okay, I'm well, get, I mean, slow, you, slowly you, you getting into that. You can't just say these things on no Twillers, man. I bought some okay. stuff. I, I bought, bought some <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you buy? What yeah, you exactly. Buy? <laughs> well, it, it, I, it was my uh, birthday in December, and my okay. friends got got me a, a, a Mini Log XD. Oh, and nice. Then, nice. Which is 
I, I love it because it's open source and you know I see all these things where you can make it F an FM synth and whatever. So that sounds nice. And but they even had more money, and I wanted to invest in my studio. So I also got a Electron Cycles, mm -hmm. which is I love it. And I bought myself uh, Medusa by uh, Polyant and Dreadbox. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, nice. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And and, and how, how have you been getting on with uh, the new toys? Uh, it's uh, it's like when I started using synths, it's like I push buttons and the sound disappears. And it's like uh, it's quite a learning curve, and because it's so many uh, machines at the same time, you know. But mm -hmm. I'm 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 slowly getting the hang of it. That I love the cycles. That's a, but that's very hands-on machine and. Uh, the Dreadbox, it's I still have it here at home. I, I had it in my studio, but I uh, I took it home. It's like no, I have to learn this instrument first because it's 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 quite complex, as it were, and, uh, and it feels like it's an instrument you need to learn uh, mm -hmm. to actually get to know. And uh, so that's 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 my little side project right now. Awesome. That sounds good. I mean, is that is that usually um, your strategy? If if you have a new piece of gear, you you keep it at home and and try to understand it fully before you take it to the studio. Because no, no, to be no, honest, no. I don't. No, no, <laughs> I just no, put no. it there and I'll just start. Uh, I don't even read the manual. I just start working on it and see what happens. You know. Th that's what I do. But I was I was just I I tried to do that with the with the the, the Medusa. It's like. Uh, no, that's not gonna work here. It's uh, okay. I, have to, I have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I, it, I, the only thing that works is the drone mode, but that's you know I think that's that that, that I got something out of it. But I think that's the, the how do you say that's the first level of how to use that machine. I think is this. Mm. You can go quite deep with it, and uh, I, I, for once, want to try that. But usually, when I do it like you, I always do it like you. You know, like I just get it started and see what happens. And uh, I feel I miss out on a lot of features because you you find a way that it works for you, and then it's that's the, what the machine does for you. But mm. there's so many more options, you know. Yeah. Yeah. True. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's um. It's always uh, finding the balance between, uh, uh, you know, being productive and, and spending time reading about what you can do, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, sure. sometimes I feel it's wasted time. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and other, other times it can be, if it's a very complex machine, it can be good to maybe if, you've, if you feel you've exhausted the piece of gear, you know, just to have a look at the manual and see what else you can do with it. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. So, if every anybody has some tips for uh, Eric, how what kind of tricks are in the Polyend, uh, the Medusa? Uh, it's Dreadbox <laughs> and Polyend, right? It's a collaboration between the two companies. Yeah. yeah. Then, uh, then feel free, oh, one, feel free yeah. to tip us off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the pads, they also are like they have. How um, uh, do you say axis? So, like you have the Y and the X uh, axis, which allows for certain values to change it's that makes the playing quite you know i have to figure that part out mainly is it like a joystick or no no it's a eight by eight grid of like pads but the little yeah, okay. pads the little pads also have a, a, a you know if you turn it up it will you know it will have a different do different stuff where you touch the pads so it's, it's like a matrix control or something like that or 
it's like how, how it behaves when you if you touch it harder or if you just uh, when the pass on the side that it behaves I think a so. bit different. And you can, you can that's, really, that's that. really interesting. Yeah, and you can assign that also. So it's 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 uh, yeah it's it's the way, it's instead of a keyboard it's uh, it's you have this grid thing and it's uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's what I get out of it. I like, but it's you know I need to. It, it's not something uh, what I get out of it. I cannot use in my music yet. It's just, okay. You know, it's a bit too free form. Or I think our Portuguese friend uh, Gustavo, uh, a thousand details, is uh, hinting to using the pads uh, like P locks. Like I, I guess that's you know like uh, you can lock parameters on each step or something. I mm -hmm. guess right. Yeah. Have you tried that? No, 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 no. I, I, I haven't passed the the, the drone phase yet. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, what, what I, what, what, uh, yeah, split reduction. Oh, you have the same thing, or is it just the crown making drone? Or? <laughs> you know, I'm not even sure. <laughs> I might be broken. It's just like everything. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, now, I'm, I'm very intrigued by it. So, what it 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 sounds to me that it's an interesting an instrument that I. Compared to, for example, the the electron gear like the analog rhythm or the the octatrack or something, uh, an instrument that you know when you start on it, it's uh, you know you maybe need to study a bit or whatever. But even if you have it for like one or two years or longer, it will it will never bore you because no. there's so mm -hmm. much in it that uh, you can use it in so many ways. You know, it's uh, it's 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 always interesting in a way. You know? Yeah, th that's what I'm banking on. You know, it's yeah. like I think I think putting the effort in will will get some great results, and it will. Yeah. I, I like you know synths that are how do you say you can use it in different ways. You know, they're yeah, like yeah, yeah. open. I, I, I have think exactly this is that with the analog rhythm. You know, I I bought it to be my replacement for live only yeah. to replace the TR nine hundred nine that I keep in my studio. But it ended up being uh, the, the rhythm ended up be, being like the most important drum machine now in my studio okay. because it's so versatile, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Doing so many things with it. Yeah. So uh, a question from LFO Sourcist: um, Has the big gear that uh, is too complex mm. or has too steep learning curve has not been worth the effort and eventually you have dumped it. Which one? Oh, that's interesting. I yeah, think, you know, in, in my case, I, I never think it's too complex because I, when I think it's worth it, I'll spend the effort, um, you know, getting the stuff out of it that I want from it. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, some, some, some gear is worth it and other, in, but if it's, if it's the, you know, if there there's two axes, you know, like difficult to use and and shitty sound, and or on the other end, uh, easy to use and amazing sound, you know, it can be up to like halfway, <laughs> you know. But yeah. if if it's um, mm. if it's just too difficult and and you don't really get what you want from it, then it's probably, yeah. You, then you could say that it doesn't click, you know. With some pieces of gear, you have a click, and and it's kind of made for you. You know what to do with it. You can you get along with it really well. And other pieces of gear. That mm. other people might be, you know, very uh, happy with working, but um, uh, it could not just be. It could just not be your style of working or something. It could not, you know, something yeah. that doesn't really uh, is it adopted to um, to your workflow or whatever. Um, yeah. 
So it doesn't really say much about the gear. It's it's like the combination between the the person who's using it and the, and the piece of gear, I guess. Mm-hmm. For um, me, that kind of, for me that machine was definitely Octatrack. Oh yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, it, it's a machine that every, it's quite commonly used, and people seem to do really amazing stuff with it. But for me, it wasn't wasn't it wasn't my thing. Didn't gel like with a, it. No, I mean, I mean, it's it's great and it's 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 uh, flexible and you can do many things with it. And, but that's probably the problem for me with it because you can do so many different things with it. And the uh, resampling thing that you you make loops and then you resample and uh, recycle them all over again. It's I like it's more simple. I like mm-hmm. I like the thing machines make make a sound and then I route it to somewhere else or something yeah, okay. like that. But 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 this this whole whole. Uh, Electron ideology with their machines is it's 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 definitely not for me. But yeah. I guess we arrived at the electron uh, praise slash bash uh, five minutes of each episode. We, well, it always <laughs> it always comes up. <laughs> yeah, that is true. There's there's there's, on, there's only one piece of gear that I sold again because I didn't <laughs> like it, and that was the machine drum. Oh yeah it, yeah, it wasn't the workflow though. It was the sound character that I didn't like. Oh. At uh, at the time, maybe if I listen back to it now, I, I'd <laughs> like it. But uh, at the time, I didn't like it, and uh, so I sold it again. Uh, I, I, well, I, I sold it, and then uh, some years later, I got the analog rhythm, and I fell in love with analog rhythm. So yeah, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um... Uh, Aura says, uh, I had the same with the Octa, yeah, and yeah, now I love I it. We, yeah. we had him on the show, but, you know, he's an extreme example. We had him on the show a few weeks back, and he's there. He, he, I think he, he mentioned at least like, three or four yeah, pieces yeah. of gear that he sold, <laughs> bought again, sold again, and bought again. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm thinking, but I'm, I I couldn't name one, to be honest. I, uh, I, I, I have a scoped by um, Modal uh, Electronics. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that I, I don't know. It's like that I think I'm going to get rid of it because I don't I don't I don't know it doesn't work for me. You you know want I want buttons that I can use or whatever and this is like I need an iPad with it to program it and I, it's ah. it's not worth the effort, you know. Although the sound mm-hmm. from it is amazing, but okay. It's just too too fiddly and you know I don't know. It's not my thing. Mm. All right. Um, yeah. Earlier, you mentioned uh, I'm getting back into hardware. What what uh, what was the the phase before? Did, did you make music in the box for a while? And yeah, obviously you were into hardware at some point before that as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I in '96 I bought an MPC 3000, and uh, for that was your first uh, your first instrument, huh? Uh, yeah, well, I had a, I had a Roland uh, YX3P before that. Okay, mm-hmm. and I was performing it with G- Gyrate, uh, those guys, and we had, one of them had an MPC and a 707, and and uh, and I had I had the synth of us, uh, you know, but I didn't have the little programmer box, so it was mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, but that's just this early. That was really early, like early nineties. Gyrate. Yeah. Felix, Felix, and and uh, these guys. Uh, Frederik and Heiko. Frederik, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. long, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, um, uh, then then I bought the MPC, uh, uh, and that's what I've been. I've been. I, I used that for fifteen years, I think. And then I went uh, bought a laptop, went in the box as most a lot of people did, uh, and. 
uh, I don't know, that can be quite uh, take well, it takes can be take a, quite a long time to get results somehow. Yeah, and and you know have it. Uh, it it's not as direct as I would like. So um, I'm happy with the the stuff I'm uh, discovering now and uh, getting you know making. I want to make a combination of having a laptop running and and have all my gear running all at the same time. And uh, right, just, is that your current situation? You have um, yeah. You multi-track your 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 hardware basically, and then kind of mix it yeah. mix it in the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody yeah. seems to be doing that these days. Yeah, yeah I actually went into that like three weeks ago, four weeks ago when I bought the ERM multi-clock. So oh yeah. I, I've okay, been, nice. I've been using Circlon as a sequencer for a long time, and uh, I've been doing everything with hardware basically, and using uh, well Logic as a as a multi-tracker, but doing overdubs or 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 something in sync was always really difficult and challenging but now with the multi-clock it's it's super simple and everything i can do multi-tracking like not at the same time but record stuff over and over again on top so that's now that is problem that i had for i don't know 10 years and now it's uh, yeah so so basically you use the clock to compensate for the latency when you're overdubbing yeah i'm, well, I'm basically i'm using uh, logic or ableton as a master clock and then, then it sends it to multi-clock and then i divide it from there to different machines to modular and uh, circle and everywhere else so everything is in sync with the computer mm -hmm. and that's that's beautiful yeah 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 these clocks are great because um um, I have one which lets you also, there's four channels uh, of, of uh, clock basically, and you yeah. can fine tune each channel. So if you have some old piece of uh, hardware that, you know, has a like an 80s uh, MIDI yeah. interface inside and, and it just runs a little bit too late or it's, it's sloppy or whatever, you can you can just adjust it and make it rock solid on uh, on whatever else is going on, which is great. Uh and you can also because the fourth channel they also have their own shuffle so you can yeah. make it like really mm -hmm. experimental <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah okay yeah mine does it too it's like uh you can double time half time right, per right. channel <laughs> cheers i guess that means right it's uh, good evening in finnish okay oh good evening. <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah if 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 you hard if recording hardware is your thing a clock uh, it, it, you know it's always bit weird to spend money on things that don't make sound you know but if you think about it a clock uh, that solves all these problems is is just uh, making your life so much easier i don't know what's the problem with like like because i can hook up circle with my laptop with usb cable but it it's absolutely impossible to have that like stable connection with usb mm. i don't know why there's a lot is of it with, with ableton or Ableton and Logic, it just doesn't work. Okay. It keeps on keeps on it's dropping off. And, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, maybe we should ask uh, our uh, uh, Electron, uh, sorry, our um, Circlon expert in the in the comments, Split Redix. What's mm. up with that? <laughs> he might <laughs> yeah. know. He might know. <laughs> I also on the Circlon Circlon uh, forums, there is a there's a recommendation that you should use a ACME or multi-clock kind of a device in between okay, so okay. Get, it, get it working well okay what's right the okay question from niels hey niels what's up uh do you fine-tune the clock by ear or by the look on the in the grid on your door um i don't know who the question is for but uh, let's say samuli what do you do is it by ear 
Yeah, absolutely. I would say yeah. so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a question from from uh, I suppose Matti from uh, morphology, right? Or is it somebody else, Turun Matti? Uh, I don't know uh, which one you mean. This one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one. Okay. Uh, one thing with those multi ERM multi clocks on sync 24, there is a lag on the very first bar that happens uh, on MIDI to sync 24 conversion. Ah. Uh, I haven't noticed one because it, 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 it's usually it, it runs like two bars before. It, yeah, it's got a pre-roll, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so let me get it right. You you feed it you feed it like an audio signal from your door, I guess, yeah. like a pulse yeah. or something, and then it's and it, it receives the pulse and it calculates uh, yeah, the, the tempo a and it generates MIDI clock from it. There's a plugin like like VST or AU plugin for for a uh, multi clock, and then you just use it use one uh, virtual channel for that, and then it, it sends, and you can choose the rhythm signature on on that that plugin directly and uh, it sends this signal straight forward. right it's, 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 it's not it's not just you put a bongo drum on one channel it's not like that it's it's fully automated right yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. well i use mine to um, i use mine with an audio signal so i there's an audio track there is a plugin available for the one i use but yeah i use it i just use a looped uh, pulse basically uh, and the good thing about mm. that is is that you can also, um, edit your clock in your door, basically. So you can you can do weird things with clock by just editing oh, yeah, 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 audio yeah. file. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's, that that is uh, some, been something I'm I'm having fun with sometimes. But um, yeah, other than that, it, it works identically. So you feed it an audio channel, and it generates clock from it, and then it spits out uh, you know very stable clock over all the channels. You know, twin din sync and uh, mm -hmm. MIDI. And even analog clock. I don't know. In the case of the ERM, that's the same. But um, yeah, it does. Yeah, you yeah. can basically run your entire studio off of off of these clocks easily. Well, for me, well, obviously, Circlum already runs pretty much the whole studio. But the problem has always been the sync between the DAW and uh, and uh, and Circlum. So right. Yeah, but you could also also use now now just computer and uh, and multi clock as as the main thing. Mm. Yeah. Let's see if uh, let's see if Split Radix came back with uh, about the circle on sync issue. Ah. Oh, here we go. I never send MIDI clock from the circle onto a computer. Ah, okay. Actually, I was meaning the other way around. I think yeah, I think you mean the other way around. So you're slaving yeah. the circle from, on from, your door. Yeah. 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 Okay. It, it, that, that's 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 the I would say the only flaw that I've come up with circle on so far. Yeah. But. Uh, but oh man, I've been having so much fun with it lately. You know, I've been uh, I've been slowly getting into it because it's a very deep deep machine, and mm -hmm. uh, you know because my my thing is just like you, you know, recording hardware and then just use your uh, in my case Ableton as a multi-track recorder. Um, you know, so I basically have everything running on its own internal sequencer. If I have a drum machine, it runs on its own sequencer, yeah. and, and it's just like a sort of like a live setup you know um but i've been integrating the circle more and more and man you can get from a really simple uh pattern to like entirely crazy stuff in in a few steps it's just amazing absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> a, i think I, I mentioned it last time uh on 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 
knob twiddlers thing that uh, when I just I think I had the Circlon for like two or three weeks and uh, or like really short time and uh, I was I was I was having an artist dinner at, at, at with Tresor mm-hmm. and Daniel Bell was playing also at Tresor that night so we were talking about Circlon and he's been using Circlon since the first I I think before already the P3 version and. Uh, mm. He had the, like this modern circle and he had the version one, I think. And uh, he, he said he said that uh, there's still like, after all these years, there's still like new things he finds on that yeah. machine. So it, it's 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 super deep and complex when you get into these, these auxiliary functions that you can make these uh, probabilities and stuff like that. So it's... Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's pretty much on the surface, to be honest, you know, like going from like a TR style programming, that that is yeah. something you can do when basically when you when you open uh, the box. And yeah, open the box. Yeah. And, and when you press start, that's, that's the first thing you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the layer beyond that is is getting things, you know, forced to scale or, you know, change the direction of the sequence. That's all pretty much on the surface. You know, it's all in the main in the main page. But yeah, like the auxiliaries and uh, um, you know, it can get absolutely wild. It's just it's, it's just incredible mm. uh, and very quick too. Once you know where it is, you know, it's okay, it's really awesome. fast. Yeah, it's nice for um, improvisation and uh, going like, from. <laughs> do you do you do you have like like I know in the analog rhythm you have certain buttons that are like uh, conditional buttons, like you know that only yeah. do stuff. If you apply, you know, on, on a certain condition, is that in a circle as well? Cause yeah, cause, you can. Because then you can really get crazy with uh, variations in and uh, improvising stuff. Yeah, and you, you can also set up these uh, like probabilities for certain functions. Okay. And cool. uh, you, you can you can, if I understood right, you can also chain these. So if there's an event. Yeah. Okay. That, cool. That triggers another event, and and all this is based on probability. So there, it, yeah. it's really, really super complex things that awesome. you can build with that. Yeah. Talking about probability, you you've um, you've recently acquired the um, Ornament Eight, right, Samuli? Yes. How has yes. that been doing for you? <laughs> it is, well, with I kind of there's uh, well, Pulsar, Lyra, and Ornament are. Those are being, I you got an actual I, soma corner, so soma left. Yeah, I, I do, I do. <laughs> I love it. It's uh, <laughs> although you can, for example, uh, pulsar twenty three, you can hook up with MIDI or external CV or 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 you know with ev- everything. But uh, but still, I I some for some reason tend to return this setup that I have o- only these soma machines. And the the ornament eight as a sequencer is so different compared to, uh, for example, Circon or the, a, a, any step step. Uh, it's kind of it's uh, um, it's like terms probability only. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, uh, it's <laughs> okay. a kind of Euclidean thing that you. Okay. Uh, so first, okay. first, you, first you use like two cells. There's eight cells in in ornament, and first you use two cells. And uh, you define the length of these two cells, and uh, and then you like when you trick one, and at the end of the cycle it tricks the next one, and then you can set it as, as a loop, so you get the basic with that. Mm-hmm. And then you can start building based on that to make extra cells, and uh, you have this. Uh, uh, there's a really good uh, videos on on uh, 
on Soma Laboratories YouTube channel where where uh, Vadim, who is the designer of Ornament 8, is explaining the functionalities, and you can get a really good picture. They really well well described how how it works, but it it's it's quite a different. It's it's the whole whole Soma way of thinking with the machines is is uh, it's like a sandbox for adults who are interested yeah. in ma making sounds. I think Pulsar, Pulsar is the, because it has a MIDI in, so you mm -hmm. can actually hook it up with any any known uh, MIDI configuration. So uh, so it's it's one of the most uh, sort of normal ones of the machines, but the Lyra 8 and uh, Ornament 8, they, they are quite different. And it's, it's well, really... I, I, I have the Lyra 8 here. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I... I know that uh, for, with the ornament, uh, I could order a, a strip that I can put on the yeah. on the trigger yeah. uh, things on the on the Lyra and then yeah. trigger it like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also have that. And you, this now it's, it's I bought the Lyra, uh, the ornament eight because of that thing that I can I can have some kind of control over Lyra mm -hmm. with 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 Circon because you can you can you can send a CV. From Circon to ornament that tricks the Lyra 8 uh, cells or, or the the oscillators. Okay. But uh, now now more, more using it more like I I, I use uh, MIDI sequencer for to ornament so I can trick uh, like these sequences that I've built with the, with ornament 8. So it's it's it's. Did it different. stick to the tempo? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, well, yeah. well, well. The starting point is is true, yeah, okay, but then yeah. everything else is tuned by 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 your ear. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's very so, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, so you do yeah. you you basically manipulate the sequencer live in order to to get stuff from it, right? That, uh, yeah, but but you can still use it for really simple on grid silly techno so so it's, it's <laughs> uh, there's there's i've done a couple of videos on on, on my just on my youtube channel or my instagram there's there's a lot of jams lately but there's a couple of ones that are done with uh with these uh soma lab instruments only okay yeah i mean you're 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 you've been really putting out some a lot of videos so i would encourage people to check it out there's some really good yeah. stuff there it's like your friday night routine right Sort of like uh, <laughs> Friday, I would say Monday to Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it's like uh, I mean, there's, there's nothing else to do this. Well, of course, there's. Well, we've been home for a year now, mm -hmm. <laughs> so so I, I suppose doing music in the studio and uh, well, you know, we all the same same shit together, and uh, this is something that uh, because music for me, it's it's it's. It's just obligatory that I have to do. I, that's something that I get the shit out of my system by doing music. It's, it's mm -hmm. my my escape. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, I don't know. I just want this. This feels like a natural for me now that I I do music and I share it to people. And, uh, those yes. who find it, those those those, I, I'm, I'm pushing to anybody. This is not the thing. I'm I'm like the. Uh, most secret uh, content maker ever. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't mind if people find out about it, right? I, I, I mean, no, it's... I mean uh, the, the, the most interesting part is not not the, actually the music, but uh, what kind of conversation conversations start with the music, and uh, like people asking, "Hey, how do you how did you do this thing?" And then we 
start talking about, for example, some kind of technique or, well, basically the same thing that we are doing here now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see if anybody in the comments is, uh, is throwing some interesting stuff at us. I should do a, um, uh, housekeeping uh, shout out uh, people who are watching this on Twitch and YouTube uh, can comment here in the in in their uh, comment section and we can actually see what what is being said and sometimes we bring it into the conversation if it's interesting and otherwise we'll just ignore it <laughs> there's actually something good idea that you should you should uh, do uh, something with morphology, guys. Matti is actually the other half of morphology. is here on the on the on the okay. chat as Turo Matti. But you should invite morphology guys because they are doing a really fucking awesome job. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, like Matti is Matti is really really deep into modular and uh, making his own own uh, modules and uh, stuff like that. Oh, nice. And, you know, morphology. They are doing a really really awesome electron. That's how we get cool stuff. Yeah, I absolutely. see. Uh, I see Mike Storm here as well, a friend of mine from uh, Alkmaar. Uh, yeah, he, he also makes amazing music, Mike. Uh, Mike Storm. Yeah, absolutely. when we, when hey, we were still allowed to play, <laughs> I played a yeah. lot of uh, Mike Storm stuff actually. So yeah, uh, hello, Mike. Here. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? I, I didn't see him in the comments. Where is yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He, he was he's explaining he's that he that he's using his TR nine oh nine. Uh, he runs it uh, with the internal sequencer and MIDI input uh, at the same time, which I have done in the past as well, because it, you know, it, uh, it's, it, uh, it's, it's a nice combination of, of using okay. the 909. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, Eric, I was, what I wanted to know from you, actually, uh, you've, you've done, um, stuff which is quite all over the place, right? From, you know, yeah. housey stuff, uh, tech house. I hate the word tech house, by the way, but <laughs> what it's a combination it's, of house and techno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be I, honest, I never like understood why house. people are dissing it. Why? Yeah. Tech house, ambient, all these words. I don't know. It's like, uh, you know, anyway, but, but, um, um, do you, I mean, if you, if you make music with with uh, w you know most of your stuff is quite functional, right? Because you're you're coming from a DJ sort of perspective. Uh, do you do you? I mean, right? Or is is that wrong? I mean, the uh, stuff that I know from you. Well, it depends. I uh, well, there's I do ambient uh, also, and that's what yeah. I've been doing last year. It was uh, great to do these lying down concerts. Uh, for people to actually relax to and you know mm -hmm. and it's and musically it was very interesting to me it was not so much functional as in a techno track can be functional but it was functional as in i had this idea and i wanted to try it out and the result was very relaxing music right <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> which is quite functional but it doesn't sound it, that doesn't sound like what i would consider functional music no okay okay <laughs> No, but I mean the, the, the things that are that w were sort of more dance floor oriented, you know, like yeah. uh, uh, you know, always really funky, uh, housey funk kind of stuff, you know. Um, um, do do you when you work on that kind of stuff? Do you have a, a dance floor in mind, or do you have an audience in mind, or are you just making tracks that you like and see whatever happens to them? Is you know, do you, you don't care about? Um, I, I the thing is, I uh, I. I, I Try when I'm going to, when I go in the studio. I I don't I try not to have a 
preconceived idea of what I'm going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I saw Carl Greg once say, like, when you, when you come in with an idea, it's never going to be, you know, the result is never going to be what you want. And I used yeah. to do that for years. Yeah, like, that, that is true. I'm going to make an acid track, uh, but with a really big bass or whatever, you know, and it, it ended up being a jazz track, whatever, you know, it's like, yeah. so I, 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 I just go out and make music and in the end I see, oh, it's, it turned out to be a, a funky track or techno or ambient or, yeah. mm. the, it's, I, I do think of dance floors, but it's. I mean, I started out as a young kid as a drummer. Mm-hmm. So when it's functional, I think it comes from there. I'm thinking about, you know, as a drummer, you're like, hey, we're we're, we're in the bridge now, and we're going to the chorus, so I need to do that, and I need to have, let let everybody know that we're going to the chorus. So here's a big drum break. That's where the functionality comes from, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, I'm not sure. It's just uh... no. It's interesting that you say that because I think that comes up a lot. You know, with uh, we speak to a lot of people who um, who aspire to to make techno or you know house dance floor tracks or whatever, and and they kind of get stuck at at various points along the process. And every time it seems that um, the reason why is that they have this. Uh, they're really focusing on the end goal all the time, you know. So they have, they basically put this, oh. this funnel in front of them, you know. Like it can only end up there. This is the this is the yeah. only the only outcome, the only possible outcome, or the only desired outcome, basically. Um, but I'm like you. I'm. I, I guess we're all like that, you know. If you, if you make a lot of music, you, you know, basically, it, my strategy has always been. I'll just fuck around, see what happens, and yeah. uh, what, whatever comes out comes out, and and mm. eventually that 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 track that is you know a, a big bomb on the dance floor will 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 happen, you know, because yeah. that is just something that will come along if you if you just spend a lot of time in the studio. Um, I, I, think you, those, I think those uh, those uh, tracks that become the total destroyers of the dance floor, they happen just by accident, and it's yeah, just, they're not always meant to be that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, the most, the best ones are never, and it, this kind of over over fabrication of, of tracks is is like a, like you have this goal or that, it, as you said before that 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 uh, you want this to be the biggest hit of uh, Ibiza this year. It's, it's never, never going to be that. Absolutely no, not. And, the, the, the and also this thing is like. I agree with Coil here. Coil is um, dropping, uh, having ex- expectations, setting yourself up for the for failure. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, but still, so many people just uh, punish themselves. You know, I, <laughs> at least some yeah. people that I've been talking to yeah. uh, lately. But I think it's, it's also this uh, kind of uh, this social media culture that uh, everybody's showing like their best and their mm. prime, and nobody's talking about the difficulties, the learning years. Like, I'm now I'm I'm 45 now and I'm now I'm learning to do something already. Like this 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 35 years in the music is now has taken me to this point. And now I I, think I feel are, that I've, I've learned, learning, learned like you know? this much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this this kind of kind of a this expectation that you are you are 20 and uh, you are starting to produce music and like. If you are not a star before you are 22, you are nothing. 
this kind of kind of uh, fucked up ideology that the, the yeah, whole so, social media has brought that this 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 i think it's it's much more interesting to see the whole whole like arch of some artistic career instead of these one hit wonders this this kind of how True. did you get okay this is what you do but how did you get here this is something that should be like the next thing in social media that people start to share their stories that okay this is this is what i did before i became famous or what whatever no that's that's it. that's bad word to use famous famous being famous is nothing it's bullshit but this kind mm-hmm. of uh this is what i did before i made this thing that i'm proud of that i can finally say that i i made it kind of thing learning years yeah. which is let's start talking about those <laughs> there's a there's, there's a guy who started a little computer company in the us in the 80s his name is uh, steve jobs and yeah. uh he always said like the journey is a reward and yeah, yeah. i think in a way, there's a lot of truth in that, you know. Uh, I mean, I think we all we all started doing music in the 80s or 90s here, and mm. I also can think that, like I said, that we are all still learning, you know. And I think that's a beautiful, great thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and especially learning stuff like um, because I'm all over the place. Um, I learned that if I can limit my uh, instruments that I use. For mm. a certain project, I, I don't have to because I I find it quite annoying to have like um, three ideas in my head going while I'm working on one track, and that happens mm. a lot, you know. And with if you limit yourself in 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 with the stuff you use, the, like the, mm. the, the synths you use, it 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 takes away a lot of that. Uh, noise, you know, and it's just like, hey, I'm now doing this track, and I'm make you know i'm you i'm know. limited to do to to hey, yeah, those two things <laughs> cool I, I, and and it and mm. it helps me uh delve further into the sound instead of you know getting the kitchen sink and an orchestra to get <laughs> you know into the into this track and whatever yeah. it's like this is it and this is fine and i can have peace with just making something just with these uh, machines yeah, yeah. And it and it also helps with your creativity, of course. You know, like yeah, yeah. You, if you limit yourself, but that's a yeah, given, that is true. I guess. Yeah, it forces you to use your creativity, of course, because. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the thing is, you know, it's um, it, this is this is something that is probably coming up in fifty percent of the talks. You know, Eric, the thing you just said, you know, limiting yourself. I think yeah. it's re- you know it's just a really important thing to um, to make the effort rather than you know. Uh, taking the the easiest way out all the time by mm-hmm. inserting another plugin or adding more reverb or you know <laughs> you know what i mean it's like uh, yeah you you really have to sort of um search for the essence or search for something that is actually meaningful or you know uh, conveys an idea or whatever rather than um you know just using technology to make noise you know to make things happen mm-hmm. so so limiting hard. yourself is Limiting yourself is probably the best strategy for for anything in the studio. Yeah. You know, just uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think this uh, limiting thing got me in the first place. Well, originally I was doing music with with, with synthesizers, and then moving to do everything in the box. But the endless possibilities of the box was like 
it was too much, so that's why I switched yeah, back to Yeah, because you, you can always you can always uh, edit it again depending on your mood. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. of course. So it's never yeah. finished in a way. Yeah, that, you know? I think that's even uh, might even be a more uh, more worse for your inspiration and productivity. The fact that you can redo it all the time. Because yeah. I remember when I had my MPC, it was like I wanted to make a track. It was like I do it, did it live. I had like yeah, bam, maybe bam, bam. song structure going, like the song mm. thing in the MPC where you have like all the sequences. But then it was like, oh, I have to uh, turn the filter here, to, and it needs to be at that point there. If if and then you know if I failed and it wasn't right, I had to do it all again, and then it was it 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 kept it fresh and it kept it. Uh, how do you say? Um, you get the human. It was there was human touch. Yeah, and you and you get the energy, like you said, like mm. big dance floor hits. Like I I believe for um, that great songs are usually written on a napkin in three minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, I yeah. read, like, I heard that Bruce Springsteen he wrote his biggest hits literally on a on a napkin. You know, it's like and and it was there and that was the moment and. It, the mm. the closer you stay to that to that energy, that will convey will be conveyed in the music. I think. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, very true. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah we're now doing it ever again. It, it it for me it doesn't work. I find. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but all the other stuff that that you sometimes end up doing, like um, you know, building a sound bank, or you know, like uh, you know, all these sort of studio admin jobs, as I call them, you know, yeah. we're exploring a synth, exploring <laughs> yeah, yeah. a synth, or yeah. you know, yeah, you know, just uh, endlessly <laughs> tweaking sound in, you know, to get you know, like the fiftieth version of one one track. I mean, it's all useless if you look back, but still, you know, it's part of the process to finally get where you want. You know, mm -hmm. but I agree. I agree. It's. Um, I mean, what I always say is, you know, any time in the studio is never wasted. You know, you're always learning something. You're always making progression yeah. in in some way somehow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, if you, if you record a session with with uh, with you, Eddie. And not having the plugins on for the recording, then it's wasted time for sure. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's also lesson, it sounds lesson like you're, that you're, next sounds time like you're, you're not doing from, that. Sounds like, sounds like you're talking from experience. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about what that, there was on the studio moments. That would be a nice one. Like, I, I've had collaborations where, where, you know, where I had a guest, you know, who had only like, uh, you know 20 hours between two flights and we we really wanted to get something done you know and then oh. recording and you know looking at each other during the session like yeah this is amazing and then all all to just to find out when you run back to the computer to stop the session that it wasn't even started you know like it wasn't recorded <laughs> oh my god okay nice. yeah i have had a few of those <laughs> yeah <laughs> And and and, and, and in the nineties we I used uh, Cubase on an Atari thousand forty, but it was yeah. cracked. So <laughs> it was like, and then you we you're learning so much and you don't know anything. You're so you're happy if you even got a four to the floor bass drum and some stuff going, and it's like it's gone. And it was like the best thing you ever did. You know, it's <laughs> best I, thing ever. Yeah, and then yeah, at that time, you know, it's like on oh, the dude. Well, and then it's gone, yeah. and it's just like yeah. it be, you have to pull the plug on the computer. It's like the worst thing, man. 
Yeah. No, then, then, then you you must remember zip drives as well, Eric. I'm I'm currently I mean, using I, zip I, drives again. Seriously. Yeah. Wow, that, what? That, that, that's yeah. your very, that's some brave decision because I, I oh, use man. zip drive with my oh, MPC. And uh, you know the the click of death. You know I like free copies of of every zip drive. I have never because, never you know, what they break down. I haven't never had a zip drive breakdown. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. Okay. Wow. You, you're being serious. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for real. I, no. No. I, I'll tell you. In my new setup, I have a zip drive, and I have a dot recorder, which I'm using just every because uh, sometimes I have to have a job next to my music now because of the whole thing. So I work in the studio on that, and then in the meanwhile, I'll just, you know, in my little breaks, I'll just mess around, and I'll just record it straight to that, and then it's, then I have something. I did mm -hmm. something on my music, you know, and uh, I like it because it's, you know, it, you need to focus, get it done, and then you maybe, you know, maybe can use it later for whatever, or, but it's just fun to have that. It's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm working here. There's a dot that recorder, and it's like. Mm -hmm. Just hit record and just do some stuff, and then later we'll see. And I hope to, you know, like in a while, I have like a three hour full of a dot, three hour full of uh, different stuff, and see what, you know, we take from there what 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 you can uh, do as a girl. No, but I I really I seriously I've got some horror stories about zip drives. You know, I I mean the you should you should Google click of death. Cli no, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've had it sometimes, uh, you know, uh, the, the, before a live gig that I had the click of death. And yeah. the, the, the click of death? The, yeah, the yeah. Disc, uh, no, the it's, a, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This breaks. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used yeah, to tour. I, 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 I know this, yes. Yeah, I, I used to tour. Tip drive for my archive sampler and uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, it's. Um, I don't want to to, uh, to scare you, uh, Eric, but um, no, there, is, there is something uh, that can happen to any any zip drive, and I believe I. You know, people who are technical, you know, just correct me if I'm wrong, but um, if the head that reads the disc gets gets misaligned, um, it it okay. you know stops reading the disc, and the disc is just trying trying to mount all the time, or just trying to read the directory or whatever, and you hear this click 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 you know just going in circles and there's nothing you can do and the, the worst thing you can do is eject the disc and um, and insert another one because that disc will also be infected you know somehow the the magnetic uh, information gets misaligned as well so you yeah. can actually spread the click of death by yeah. infected discs so once you get one disc which is click of death, <laughs> one of the first viruses over all your <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And, i came and, here for a lovely time what is these horror <laughs> stories <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, but um, yeah, it's, I, 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 I bought like uh, twenty uh, zip drives uh, of you know, like uh, the Dutch eBay when I was using them to tour. I, I toured with two machines who, who, who that relied on on data from zip drives, okay. and I was actually hot swapping them during the gig when when they when they stopped working. You know, at the, the last last two gigs that I did with that setup was like you know I was hot swapping Scuzzy and shit like that. <laughs> You know, like you're not supposed to do that, but that was that was just the only way to save the gig. You know, anyway. But wow. um, so yeah, zip drives, man. I feel I feel, I feel very lucky. I even found like uh, 
like the old because I use them on my NPC the three thousand. So I even yeah, found yeah, yeah. like yeah. I, I found zips from the nineties with 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 samples and songs on there. I still have them here as well. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah and they yeah, work yeah. perfectly. I, I never even I, I I was amazed like wow, this is a really good format, you know, zip drive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, you know, it might be a good idea to have them backed backed up on some other formats, you know. Yeah, yeah, point. yeah. I need to figure that out now. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't want to scare you, but uh, it can no, happen. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> That's uh, weird. That's a really strange, different perception we both have. You know, you know, like oh, the zip drives. It's the worst. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Simon is asking, is that SU seven on the trauma? Uh, yes, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So yeah. I, I I used to have two of them and I I used used to play with two of them and mix between them basically DJ style you know just yeah. you know DJing with hardware basically and I had like six outputs uh, three stereo or four I don't remember I think four uh, stereo outputs on, puts on each so I could basically bring in elements from of one track in, on into the other and sort of merge the mm -hmm. the sounds and whatever and yeah. make really nice transitions and stuff. But then at some point I had, you know, had to reload one of them, you know, have play the sort of happening, the, the track that was playing on, on one machine and then quickly load another track on the, the second one, um, you know, just to, uh, because it can only hold one song at a time, you know, yeah, one, yeah. one track at a time. And it worked great. It was, it was fantastic. But when your zip drive stopped working, it's not so good, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I never knew. I, ne I really never knew. It's because uh, yeah. they are they are great machines to jam live with the SU seven hundreds. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's like you can uh, manipulate the audio with it and all. It's it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, for for the, the the type of music I was doing back then, it was great. You know, um, split Redix is a question for everybody. What piece of gear do you have multiples of? Multiples, I guess. In my in my rack, I have multiple multiples. <laughs> well played, well played. Yeah. yeah. Samuli, uh, yeah, I have a. Well, at the moment, I don't have any any more double multiples, but I have the Cork ESX one. I have okay. two two of that because, uh, well, I really like like it. No, and what, why did you get the second one? You, you want to make sure you always have a working one, and if if one goes broke. No, actually, I was using uh, that back then. I was using uh, both in my live setup. So, and also when writing music, I didn't have a circle back then. So they were also sending. Uh, there was uh, two uh, two channels, two parts on each that you could send also uh, MIDI notes to other other machines. So it was. I didn't have much much gear back then, but. Uh, and uh, but yeah, but no, I think the only things I have multiple is a uh, couple modules like uh, Bastel P kick. That's that's really nice kick drum on on modular that I like, and I have a couple of those. But yeah, nothing much. I could have like two Junos, but uh, hmm, two Junos. Is it the one hundred six you've got? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is, is that I think that's a requirement for if you want to have a studio that you need to have a Juno 106, right? <laughs> I, <Exactly>. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but it's, no? it's, it's something. No. It's 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 a first synthesizer that I kind of uh, fell in love 
back in the days and uh, mm. I didn't have it for such a many years and uh, finally when I grew up I well, no fuck I'm gonna buy one and, and I got one now I haven't been using it much and I'm, I'm pondering okay. should, I, should I sell it or not but uh, it's still here hmm yeah, I know. I know many it, it, it people who have so one, many studios, but I don't. Well, I mean, in my in, in we, my we case, we have one in our studio as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we we have one in our studio as well. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Edwin Oster was one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, like I said, in the multiples I've got are multiples, and I've got twenty zip drives. <laughs> Uh, um, no, but seriously, I've, I've got, I mean, you know, here, multiple yeah. MIDI cables, audio cables. Yeah, I'll have but, to have a look around. Instruments, no. Instruments, I, uh, I, I don't have. I got two distressors, but, you know, that's just to make a stereo. I've got two Trident compressors. I've got two Lynx oh, sound yeah. cards. I've got, um, oh, yeah, I took up so, 4,000 and 8,000. I don't, I don't know if it counts as doubles. Uh, no, yeah, you know, what else? I, I have two RME sound cards here, so that's that's then also two, but yeah, I used to have two uh, MPCs for a while, but okay, and I, I, I think <laughs> somewhere in the back there's a, a two old Behringer compressors, oh, one okay. from the 90s. Because I heard that Johannes Heil made his sound with them, and they were cheap, and I was like, "Yeah, I need to have them." But oh, that's another good one. Did you get? Have you had any ever got any gear because your favorite producer apparently used it? Yeah, bearing a uh, what, what out of control. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, because you you could do the the thing with the kick, I think, where it where it's like pumping or not, and then you. Add, add it and it will have the, the the body of the kick to it you know like I don't know it's I, I never I never use it he the way he used it I think and I and but then I didn't understand compression and so I oh I think I think what it I think what it what what he means or what the trick is parallel compression so you have like the original yeah. going and then a sort of distorted really you know sort of squashed version yeah. but the original is still playing yeah that's a yeah. trick that I used in the 90s a lot you know yeah. just have a, have a, a kick run through uh, some effect and just really gain it up and but you know have to dry wet uh, somewhere like halfway so you get the original sound which still has the punch and the transients and then have this distorted version sitting behind, you know? Because is if you that just uh, what you used, on, okay. uh, sorry, is, it, is that what you used on Panic? That track? Uh, that's, no, that's, that's quite. That was actually made on an MPC, uh, Eric. <laughs> ah, that, that's why I played it like a million times. Like, ah, it's an MPC track. Okay, there, uh, there you go. You thought, hey, that feel. I know that feel. <laughs> there is an MPC feel. There is. And no, I'm not. I'm not. Not I'm in not Panic though. No, 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 no. But I'm not talking about the shuffle. But you can, I can hear, you can hear the the bass drum. It's if it's straight, you can hear. I, I think I can hear that it's an MPC sometimes. Well, I I think the MPC has rock solid timing. I never discovered. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the shuffle has a certain shuffle to it. You know, yeah. once you get it into into shuffle mode. But if you use it like straight without any shuffle, it's just really, really, uh, really solid. You know, like yeah. really, really accurate timing. Mm. I saw some uh, some tests, and I believe like the three thousand and the two thousand. They don't have any. This there's they, they don't have any. It's just st- there's no faults. 
Yeah, yeah. It's just every bar or every beat is the same length as the other. Mm. There's not one little micro second missing. It's a, mm. It sounds yeah. quite amazing, I think. Same is true for the Circlon, by the way. Circlon is tight as fuck. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know because I don't own one, but what I see and what I hear is like that sounds. Uh, if you want it tight, you need you need you need you need that machine, the, yeah. the Circlon. Yeah. Yeah, for time for for solid timing on, on the hardware. Uh, what monitors does Eric and Samuli use from uh, from Hassan? What's up, Hassan? Samuli, you want to talk about uh, your monitors? Yeah, I'm using the Genelec 8050A. Can you use? Ah, yeah, just behind the, the curtain. There we go. There you go. And we have the uh, Adams, I think. The okay, 77. Adams. Yeah. With uh, the, the, double, the double cones. No, no, no. The, the, uh, There's two cones, right? Yeah, 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 but but it's not the one that's flat. And oh, then okay. We share a studio, and in the in the control room, mm -hmm. uh, there's these audio te audio te technica. I want to say. Audio technica. Uh, yeah. Dynaudio, maybe. Oh, uh, dynaudio. Okay. Din yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, but you know we're in a live room where we make the music, so it's we never mix there. So the monitors, it's you know, it's just if it sounds fine, it sounds fine. Mm. For the mix, I'll go go upstairs to the to the din audios. And okay, so uh, you, so you have um, you, you don't have uh, any acoustic treatment in your in your studio. No, it's a big live room. It used to be uh, for the 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 no, don't know if you know the Fatal Flowers, like an old rock band. Oh, okay. They, they it's their old studio, so they made it. Okay. Uh, you know, for a rock band. So, and we we're in the back end. With a couple of gobos and uh, and uh, just making music, and then later on, I'll, you know, you get used to how it should sound, but usually mm. it's too much. When when I mix there, there's too much bass. Okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll go to the Din Audio ones, and you know, I'll just tweak. And there's a subwoofer there, so that, that works better. That sounds like an amazing space. So it's a live room. I mean, it's probably I'd never. Uh, yeah, would love to visit sometime. But yeah, it sounds like a very <laughs> sounds like a very vibey room. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> been used by by bands before and by by other musicians. Oh yeah, That's it's it's, it's, yeah, it's it uh, the the vibe is you know there's I call it the great indoors. You know, like yeah. you have the it's like a seventies vibe. You know, that's what I got when I visited your studio. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's like a sixties, seventies rock band. It's uh, like wood floor, Pers yeah, Persian, yeah. Uh, Persian rocks, and uh, yeah, we just you know, it's just very the the lighting is nice, and uh, it's yeah, it's very inspiring to work. It's it's we always come up with something. You know, whether we're whether we're working with Aaron or on my own, it's. It's just the place oozes uh, calmness, which is very, you know, which is very nice if you need to mm. be inspired. It needs, you know, that's why the Wi-Fi is so bad, I think. You know, like <laughs> the whole world is not here. It's very <laughs> far away. And then you have time to, um, you know, listen to the, the ideas that pop up in your head. Eric, yeah. are, you, are, you, are you ever using, are you ever recording the great indoors as a separate track that you can the, you the play room itself. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have we have done uh, and use it as a kind of uh, instead of a reverb, but you know, uh, as working as, as, a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we we mm-hmm. we do, I do a lot, of, quite a lot. Uh, use just like found sounds and uh, uh, and I I record a lot of stuff on my phone, and then mm. work that into the background. Yes, yeah, like. Uh, uh, sounds strange, but like uh, uh, particular places in or moments in my life, which are important important to me, or it's like, hey, it's great, I'm here now. And uh, also, you know, you what place you make a picture of. I also usually try to record like a minute of sound, and it's like mm. recording. Yeah. And then it's, and and you know, it's more, more often than not, I will use that somehow in a in a track. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I think vibe is is uh, really important for uh, for a studio. You know, if um, mm. um, if you you just want to feel comfortable, right? You just mm. want to be in. A, you would, you want to enter the space and think and really feel. Okay, now I'm going to do something interesting, right? Like yeah. uh, <laughs> instead of being in a in a in a room where where it's really scientific and you know, dull and uh, set up for mixing or whatever. I don't know. It's, I, I've never really gelled with uh, rooms like, like that, you know? No, no, me neither. I, I, uh, I went to uh, Dennis for Score's place. Yeah. And and that that's that looks like a science lab, but it's yeah. the most... Closet, vibey, the science closet. Yeah, the most <laughs> vibey closet ever, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's just great to be, just great to sit there, you know, and see what's happening. Yeah, it's true though. In in his place, it's basically the the look of the gear. It's like my my yeah. God, what is the, what's all this? And it looks like uh, you know you 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 are going to receive some kind of helmet with uh, electrodes shooting <laughs> out. You know, do you, do you <laughs> take, need to wear those, your vitals those, or something? <laughs> those white overcoats as well. Those white white lab coats. You know, with it, 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 uh, pens, that would be advised. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I want my house to be like brilliant care green. You know, I would love that. Wow, that color is so amazing. I know. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, it looks it's, like it's a color that looks yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it has also that old look. You know, without it being even if it's fresh painted, it, it's one of those colors that people don't use anymore. You know, it's a color from the past, as it were. And I really, yeah, very true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing, it's an amazing color. Yeah, it's sort of like blue greenish, but it's very light. And um, yeah, anyway, yeah, it helps with uh, having some kind of uh, awe for those machines. Yeah, yeah, and they weigh <laughs> like a, a ton each, so it's like yeah. And, and you know, you know, he had this sticker on one of them. Uh, courtesy of or what do you say uh, property of NASA I'm like mm-hmm. you know that's okay I, I grew <laughs> up with you know like uh, uh, like uh, that that out you know out of space that's amazing stuff and I'm really into it and then he, he has a machine that's was built for NASA <laughs> that how can you not be inspired you know yeah yeah Somebody says the interior designers hang out. Yeah, yeah, I think you could say that. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. We're just lazy, you know, 40 plus uh, <laughs> uh, men, you know, and who we all need like total vibe around us. Otherwise, we can't do shit, you know. We can't yeah. function. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we can't function. <laughs> we need a place to smell nice and look nice and the colors yeah. got to be right. Otherwise, we just make shitty stuff. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, yes, let's be live. Time. I think that's, that's Camille, right? Yeah. 
Um, Camille, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's Camille, yeah, Lesson in Life. Lessons hey, in Camille. Life. Uh, I wonder hey. if, he's, if he's posting this from uh, from Spain or if he's still in um, in our he, country. I, I think he's still here, I think. Okay. Hello, uh, uh, Camille. Uh, you I, guys have any experience with M the MPC Live? That's how it I played for more than 10 years really <laughs> with the MPC. Okay. Yeah. Okay, tell us about it. Well, that, that, uh, that's, that's how I started. My first instrument was an MPC. And I always, uh, I always was interested in playing live. Never, never DJing. I, I mean, even these days, I cannot even beat match. You know, so uh, I, I, I started playing live in the, somewhere in the '90s, and I started with an MPC. Uh, with uh, let's see, my first setup was MPC TR909 uh, XS Virus uh, TB303 for the asset sounds. And uh, big Yamaha mixer with compression and a good EQ on it and everything. That's, that's a decent setup, man. That's uh, that's how <laughs> I started playing live. Yeah. But uh, yeah, MPC was the main sequencer for for all of that. So everything was synced to the MPC, and I did that until Ableton came out with version four, which was the first first version that implemented MIDI. And then I switched to uh, to a hybrid setup, but before that, everything was MPC, like the main clock and everything. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the workflow of an MPC. Talking about, I was trying to bring in this thing. Um, Ableton Live. We should we should definitely definitely talk about this because we yeah uh, it yeah. came out yesterday. Yes. Um, I think Samuli is not um, a live user, but have you have you seen the? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah I'm using using live. I have the oh you do okay version okay. ten at the moment ten suite or something like that. And mm -hmm. uh, I've been using uh, well, my live setup has been uh, when I'm performing live. That setup has been changing during the years, and uh, it been it's been uh, switching from. Uh, Traveling with fifty kilos of gear to just one laptop and a small groove box. That's that's why I that's why I switch yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. So 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 uh, yeah, I'm definitely I'm interested in 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 uh, what's new in the Live Eleven box, and most likely I'm going to buy it. And uh, okay. have you checked it out? Have you checked the new features? No, I haven't. I, I have okay. to be honest. I haven't had much time. Uh, I think there's quite some stuff that you might like, man. There's there's a lot of um, uh, probability stuff in there now. Yeah. Oh. Um, which is really nice. And um, some yeah, new effects, absolutely. but I think the probability and there's a way of a new way of comping. So if you if you record hardware and uh, yeah. you know, like like we do, I guess, uh, yeah. like recording hardware and use live as a multi-track, mm -hmm. uh, you can sort of do new takes while it's looping and it will just create a new track for each each pass and then you can you can fade between the takes and just sort of comp uh, versions of, of something so if yeah. you're doing something That's uh, yeah if you i mean usually i i would perform something you know like real time and and if i'm not happy with it i would just do it again so in yeah. you know in those cases um it makes it very fast yeah it makes fast it faster yeah. to, to do multiple passes and, and choose the right one or even assemble um, um, like the final pass from from different takes or whatever. It's, a, it's, it's it looks like it's really really fast and very intuitive. So it's something I would yeah. definitely use. And the probability stuff looks really good. This this is uh, I've been trying to figure out what would what would what would be the best option for me to 
well if i ever return to or we ever return to this uh, gig business thing that we had mm. a year ago uh what would be that kind of a software that that i could use for performing live without traveling all the gear and still having the same stuff that i have on the tracks that i write here in the studio so i think that ableton would be still then the choice of weapon is that, I, is that something I, you, you you want though if you for, for i mean me you, definitely mm. yeah but i mean samuli is you know you know you're putting all these 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 videos out with you know, you're yourself improvising and you seem to be very capable of you know coming up with shit in real time so i mean mm. of course you need like a shitload of gear to be able to do that and and a pretty extensive setup to cover the whole range of sounds but uh, still you know it's um mm. Something. Yeah, well, well, those jumps that I've been do doing, they are just like, uh, it's one track. And I have a certain set of gear that I'm using for that one track. Mm. But uh, it's it's kind of, it's limited. So doing a like one hour live set with that just same, like two or three pieces of gear, it would be probably a bit too limited. Well, with the modu right. modular, it's it's a bit, bit different because it's, it itself has a almost endless possibilities but uh i don't know i've been planning to do a live live geek or or set from this from this studio that i have um i have like uh like certain set of gear for one track and then moving on to the next one and and, and not mm. using one machine for more than one track mm. kind of okay. I, I could do like uh like i don't know five six tracks with with different sets of gear and moving from one to next one. So that would be like really interesting kind of set the challenge for myself to incorporate the whole studio to, to the live live show. So so how, how would you um, set things up in live when you would do a live performance like in Ableton? I mean, would it be just a bunch of clips or would you also manipulate uh, soft synths or? Yeah, yeah well, well how, how I did it. Uh, with just uh, the push two and then Ableton and I have a uh, basically all the tracks for songs mm -hmm. uh, tracks for tracks as separate loops and I would still arrange everything live so I w there wouldn't be so much uh, possibility to tweak some some like uh, unique sounds it would be more like filtering them or making kind of extra effects for them like separate tracks but uh but uh still they would be different than what the track was originally as it was recorded because i would arrange everything live and that's that's yeah. that's the live aspect for me when performing mm -hmm. with ableton yeah so you basically improvise with uh, with elements that are already there which yeah, yeah, are yeah. taken from tracks and then you kind of make a new thing out of it yeah yeah, yeah. or a and new it would be sort of you have key bass everything on separate tracks and uh, so yeah it's a lot of work <laughs> but still, I mean, I mean, I, I, I like the idea that having you have the full control on everything instead of like this is something I, that I recorded and then it was just like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, four more bars. Okay, next. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you have like instant access to whatever you want. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So you're. I mean, as with every live set, no matter what you use, um, having the possibility to be intuitive and uh, you know be make your decisions when you think of them you know is probably uh 
the key thing, right? So you can react like on the spot in real time at any mm -hmm. time uh, to whatever is going on in the room. Or if you have an idea, you should be able to instantly do it rather than having to wait to for a bar, you know, or like some something yeah, to run up. Yeah. This is interesting. I can, I can see that you also have a, DJ, a strong DJ background because this is what DJ would think. But mm -hmm. if you're an artist and you are performing your music, you don't give a fuck about the room, how room is responding to, if you're <laughs> playing your own music, like in a concert or a show, mm -hmm. you, you know, in a way that it's, 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 it's not about uh, this kind of boldness that you has, have as an artist that you are summoned to play in front of people. You know? Oh well, I don't, so, know, I don't know if I agree because so, you, what, you're, you're, yes no. you're not pleasing their people. No, 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 no. That's what I'm performing. I'm not talking about that at all because what you are doing as a as a as a DJ and a live performer, you are you know if you're good at what you do, you're basically playing with the energy, right? You're having a conversation yeah. with the audience, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. and and of course you can have. Uh, you can you can you know part of the conversation can be you know shut up and listen to my stuff you know because yeah. the next five minutes is going to be the way i like it but there yeah. can also be moments uh where you respond by creating tension by leaving things out that you would normally not do or that people mm -hmm. don't yeah, expect yeah, yeah. At, the yeah. at that yeah. moment yeah. Or, That's true. you know so so you know every every time you make a move you are you're making the move because you you want you know because that's because you feel like it or you have you want to create some tension in the room to to uh, to tri trigger response and i'm not talking about response like hands in the air but you want you yeah, want yeah. to play with the energy you want to you know kind of steer the conversation right and mm. in that mm. sense i'm saying uh you should have instant access or at least have like a flexible enough setup to to react uh or to say the things you want to, to say to, at yeah. the moment you yeah. want to say mm. instead of having to wait something to run out yeah. What, what do you say, Eric? Yeah, 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 yeah. I always find it when I do live, it's been a while, you know, like mm -hmm. 20 years, but it's, uh, I always felt limited if I couldn't react, like, like express what I wanted at that moment because I had to wait. Because uh, if I would program it too much, it would be, it would feel like just playing a record. And if I had more freedom, then I could fail more, but I also uh, could bring my energy into that moment, as it were. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always say there needs to be an element of danger in what you do. You know, if, yeah, if, okay. you, if you are, uh, if, if everything, is, what you have prepared is predictable to yourself, then, um, yeah, the chances that you are, will that you will sound boring is is bigger you know and if 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 things can happen that you don't expect or things that can happen but that, that you don't also quite leaves control. room for that, that it becomes better than you expected if you yeah, have you, you, an, a, you a put, element spot. in it you know yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So, so robin you have a similar thing right like uh samuli you you have ableton as a as sort of the the sound bank where you where you draw your uh, your elements from and then you improvise with them right yeah, yeah, that's how I that's how I do it uh, as, as well. Well, I wanted to say that's how I do it as well these days. But <laughs> uh, um, lately, I've been doing uh, hybrid sets that I'm doing lately, like combination of DJ and live. That I use Ableton as my main platform, and I use the analog rhythm as a drum machine, and I just uh, use my own loops and someone else's loops and and stack them and do whatever I like. Oops, but. 
I think we lost Samuli. He'll come back. <laughs> okay. But uh, also lately I've been doing uh, hardware-only things again, like, for example, with you, Jochem. You know, the, 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 the thing in Berlin, for example, that was hardware-only. Yeah. Yeah, true. And, yeah. and I think now with with whenever I use Ableton or hardware-only, what I, uh, I think what I'm trying to do is I try to cre create a good balance between uh overview and room for improvisation you know so so that i still have overview that 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 i that i know where things are going uh, but that i uh, also have room for improvisation to to make for example uh, exciting breaks and stuff like like hands in the air moments and uh i think that's you know that that balance uh i I think I, lately I found a really, really good balance in that. Mm. And I think if you if if you have that 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 good balance between overview uh, so that you don't get lost, but still room for improvisation, then then you have a strong and effective setup. You know, mm. even whatever that, that's that's able partially Ableton based or hardware only. You know, it's uh, that's that those are in the end those are just tools. You know. Is there anything in Live 11 you think you'll be using for, for your um, uh, live shows? Anything? I, I, I installed it yesterday and I still need to dive in a little bit of it. But, but I, uh, you know, I, I think I'll definitely use some of the new probability things. But within, within, a certain, within certain parameters, you know, uh, again, because I, uh, because, you know, I don't want it to go be able to go all over the place. I want to have probabilities, but only within certain parameters. So yeah, that I can Ableton still already does control that very good. Hmm? I, uh, in Ableton, that already works quite well. You know, you can set yeah. like a certain scale or yeah, the, the, number that's what of I nodes. Do with, yeah. with all the mini stuff that I control for my mixer, for example. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, if, if I use a looper in Ableton or a beat repeat or whatever, or other MIDI CC data, I always have that within certain parameters, yeah. so that, I, that that it exactly behaves as I I want to behave. That it's uh, yeah, it, it 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 can fluctuate, but only to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, Spirit Reddick says installing Live Eleven the day it's. Installed, I think he means the day it comes out is quite. Yeah, great. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is, but but it's it uh, it works it works fine so far, you know. So I'm 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 happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, uh, you can still run ten or earlier versions alongside. Yeah, uh, yeah it doesn't overrun. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. So so basically, yeah. I I've actually got uh, nine, ten, and eleven installed at the moment because I get people in, in the studio who have nine, and I want to be compatible with whatever they do. Uh, the only thing is, the, you can't go, you can't open anything in nine that is made in ten. And I'm not sure if how that works with eleven and ten. Uh, maybe Camille, if he's still around, he can tell us. I haven't. I mean, it's the easy other way to find around. Out. It works, in anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always it's always uh, um, uh, backwards compatible. But yeah. I mean mm. the. Um, if I don't know if if you can open stuff in ten that has been made in eleven, I don't think so. You'll miss I, some. I, um, I don't think so either. <clears throat> no, I, I don't think I, I, it's probably the same as in in between nine and ten because you're missing some of the stuff yeah. that is added in eleven. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean you can just uh, uh, try you know try the 
Yeah, let's just like, no, no. That's okay. a decent answer. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not necessary, really, because yeah. uh, you can just, you know, learn to the new features in 11 if, if you're sure that you're doing something that doesn't need to uh, be compatible with older versions. And, and if you, you want to slide into the new situation, you'll just keep on using the old version for a while, you know. And then, yeah. so all your old stuff is compatible with, um, anyway. I have nine and nine and 10 I use, I, I have and I'm very much in love with Ableton yeah. 10 still. So, uh, it's, 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 I think it's the first version that really I understand or works for me or I don't know. It's 10. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It, okay. I, I, you okay. know, it's, it's, I, I like that it's very easy for things to escalate. <laughs> and so, somehow in 10 in a good way you mean yeah 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 in 10 it's like oh I have to take it back and you know uh, with like I don't know what's the thing uh, the, I forgot some some kind of reverb you know it's like you have to be the, what is the outer spaces I think you nearly need to be very careful otherwise you have this feedback thing going <laughs> but it's yeah, uh, yeah. Can, can you uh, can you mention an example of how you get able how you get things to escalate in Ableton? I'm curious. Is it like stacking shit on top of each other and and just see what happens? Do you like do brave stuff like uh, instead of having like a, a sort of um, a logical producers kind of uh, you know way of using the the plugins uh, and and just throw stuff in and see you know what you can Some, get so, sometimes <laughs> I, uh, or sometimes it's just turn it all all the knobs to full to max you know see what happens yeah it's, uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know it's uh I, for instance i like to do stuff with resonance a lot mm -hmm. you know and then that be before you know it you're like it's you know it's feedback hell with nothing nice yeah. but it can be very very you know, if you if 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 you get it just right, it will. I I love that that the harmonics you get from uh, from from using resonance and and, and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So th that's where it escalates. Where I don't know why why it in ten is easier. You know, maybe certain plugins that are it just. I, I that's what I found the last couple of years. Like, hey, <laughs> it, it does that stuff. Yeah, do you do you enable sense on returns, like and send shit back to itself? Uh, that's when I like in the nineties. That's I thought that's how you uh, how you was able uh, supposed to send a mix uh, a signal uh, effect back on a on a channel on an actual but, uh, hardware disk. You mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So <laughs> I, I didn't know, and it would, and it would be always be my space echo, and it would always just be on the edge of, uh, of, of, of uh, self oscillating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This morning is like okay. <laughs> yeah, I did that a lot too, and it, and it actually in in hardware, it's slightly more safe than doing it in software because the saturation of the the circuits always yeah. keeps it under control a little bit. You know, you can still, yeah. you know, you can still blow up your speakers or wreck your ears, but. Um, in software, it's extra dangerous because it can just clip, you know, instantly uh, and and get out of hand really, really quickly. Yeah. But it's um, yeah, and sending sending aux, sending aux auxiliary from, from the box out. Oh, yeah, yeah, like like sending sending the yeah. uh, back on the return channel basically. I'm using that. Uh, well, with UAD, it's quite easy. So you can set up with. Uh, well, I have the 
Apollo 8, X8, so I have uh, like quite a lot of uh, stuff that I can send from that back to the uh, external hardware and then return back. But I always return it to the separate channels instead of like on return track. And so it, it's uh, it's quite safe if you do it right and there's not much of a possibility. Yeah, I mean, if you if you okay. if you take it easy, if you sort of ease yeah. into it, then it's no problem at all. But I mean, yeah. if if you by, by mistake have some channel muted and just open your auxiliary all the way and then unmute the channel, it can go like uh, <laughs> really crazy. But I'm using it all the time, to be honest, and yeah, and yeah. it's fun to to use with. I mean, the traditional way is using it uh, with delays, you know. So you have, if you have a delay coming back on a channel, uh, you know, a return channel usually doesn't have uh, EQ or maybe very limited EQ. But if you just uh, return it to, to an actual full channel strip, mm. you can do amazing things. With, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can do amazing things with, you know, coloring each uh, pass of the delay in, in a certain mm. way and get really okay. beautiful dubbed out stuff. But you can... You can do it with reverbs too, you know? You can do it with anything, really. So it's just... Uh, yeah, that's, that's how I do it, everything. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Nice. I love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time too. Um, uh, let me see if anything else is going on in the comments, people. Uh, I see someone that, uh, say that it's very useful for kick drums. Yeah, I... Uh, I know many people from the industrial hardcore scene that made uh, like those those you know Gabber uh, kick drums and industrial kick drums just by by looping by using different you know various channels on a hardware mixer to just to uh, to uh, to stack it ah. uh, if you will and uh, yeah, what how, how does it work? Yeah, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> so is it, is it, Robin, uh, is, that, is that you send send from uh, from from channel strip to the next the same? So you are using it as multiple on on yeah. hardware mixer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that how the how the how the Gabber geek was done S -s in the first place? Well, okay. uh, I don't know if there's like a, a, a one specific one way, uh, no. uh, 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 Gabber kick. I thought it was like Boss BX series. That, that, that uh, thing. it was it just could, could you know be, uh, or nine through a microphone amplifier you know yeah, yeah or, or just gain gain up the channel on yeah. any desk you know people a lot of people yeah. back then used the Mackie mixers or uh yeah. cheap soundcraft mixers yeah. or whatever and any you know you know any desk you that has a, a gain and any and cue you can you can get yeah. you can get distorted sounds right i'm but um yeah i think there's no really one way to to do it, but um, no, true. Yeah, mm. if you can overload it, then um, on any th on any thing that can be overloaded, uh, you can create something like that. Yeah, it can really revitalize like synth sounds, you know. Let's say if you we have a little DI box, and then like a Uno mm. 106, we go into the DI, and that goes into the uh, mic input, and just. Uh, gain it up there. It, it mm -hmm. Complete. It's a totally new instrument, almost. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even Mike. I mean, in the in the old days, like when the mini Moog and and uh, when when these guys, these rock bands, were taking Moog fifty five systems and st and stuff like that, or mini Moogs on stage, they were not using the 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 lineouts, but they were mic'd, you know, from an amp. Mm. Yeah. 
No, seriously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, so the those... meanwhile to an amp, and then the amp was uh, being mics. Yeah. yeah, like a guitar, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you, it's a really nice trick to do in the studio too. You know, if you have um, um, some, uh, even if if it's a, a cheap speaker, you know, have some Bluetooth speaker. You know, put it in in your closet or in some some room where it it gets some acoustics uh, added to it. You know, and just play it out and and, and mic it. It it uh, mm. brings like a a layer that you can. Mm. add to the sound which is not not like unlike anything else you know yeah there's actually really decent one one uad plugins for that that are like that simulate uh, this, yeah, okay. yeah yeah this whole okay. like through and you can choose which kind of uh which amplifier you are yeah. using for it. Yeah. But it's more fun to do it with a speaker. Absolutely. Just bring it around on, a, on the cord yeah. and just record <laughs> the, the, the movement or something, you know? <laughs> I, I should, like I a, should. Like an analog Leslie. Uh, yeah. you, uh, <laughs> now, my, my, my dad used... That pendulum was, uh, like this. Yeah. My, my dad was... Uh, he was a guitar player uh, okay. in, in, his, in his young days. Uh, he, well, he passed away already some years ago, but... Uh, there's still some of his uh, old Fender amplifiers lying around at, at my mom's place now, and uh, I should probably talk with my mom that I get one of those to my studio and try mm. experimenting stuff. And, uh, yeah. Experiment with it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're awesome. still working, they're perfect, and uh, they are like, I don't know, 40 years old, and they still sound like absolutely, it's like instant. Yeah. Instant, wow. instant, eleven. Yeah. Amps that old, usually, they, I understand that they're quite sought after. You know, like that particular. I, yeah, I, I know they they are like really sh super expensive at the moment, sought after. But this is something that I will never sell. No, no, but uh, they 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 are sought after because they sound so well. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Abso yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they're built like a tank. Yeah, and you can you can. Repair if something breaks up, you can repair it because they are so well built and they are old technique. Mm. Yeah, I, li I like stuff that you can repair, as it were. You know. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> telemark instead of replace. The yeah. what? The how many times oh, I've nice. how many times I have repaired it myself, and how uh, great does uh, it feel? Analog it's, solutions, eh? The telework, yeah, yeah. Eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. There's a potential meters are like super shitty, and, and uh, like three or four I have already replaced. Okay. <laughs> Hassan is ah. back with a question. What sins right does Samuli have on the right? Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, run this, us through it. This one? I mean, uh, it's, it's just too small, a little bit too small to see. This is a uh, TBXOX, so... 303 clone. Okay. The obligatory acid thing that I don't use that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, but uh, what else? What else? Because um, it, it's oh, yeah. your, yeah. your your frame is uh, just a. I okay. I can make out that you know. I think. Let's see. If I is can... that a maxi brute from Aturia? Ah, yeah. Or the poly brute, or yeah. some some yeah, the, the big brute. <laughs> Something really brute. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, here. Oh, sorry, I was switching more. So, Matrix Brute from Arturia. Matrix Brute, okay. It's quite a beast. Uh, and uh, earlier, like this this learning curve thing, this is something that I've been fighting with. It's, 
it's basically it's pretty simple. The, I mean, the oscillators and how you can root things, but the matrix thing that you can you can make really complex things with this. So you can basically choose freely things that modulate other things and uh, okay whatnot. It's it's it is brilliant and it sounds really fat. Juno one hundred six, then uh, Acid at Miami eight hundred eight clone. Mm -hmm. ESX, uh, they're here in the back. There's a Moog Minitor for bass. Then uh, Waldorf Blofeld. Okay. I still sometimes need these uh, lush pad sounds, and that's that's the only machine Lo for Blofeld those. Blofeld is great for this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good for that. And then there's uh, I took my lights light sword. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> my, uh, May the force so, be with you. <laughs> thank you. So, so there's um, yeah, right. the Soma Laboratory side. So Lyra, eight, uh, Ornament 8 and uh, Pulsar 23. Then uh, Vermona DRM drum machine, dr drum synthesizer. Nice. Uh, that's actually, that's this is something that I've been using in pretty much everything that i do I, I just love the sound of it and it doesn't sound like tr808 or 909 that's mm -hmm. why i love it because it's it has so... its own character absolutely ms20 mini telemark uh then uh Duff, dark energy up there Moog dfam then the modular thing there's a uh, quite a lot of different stuff but uh how I built my modular system is that I can do this kind of uh, um, free-flowing uh, self-generative patches with like Turing machine and that kind of stuff that I can mm. explore different uh, like unexpected behaviors or happen accidents with the modular or then just like using the circadian rhythm sequencer and like really on the grid kind of techno thing, so I can use it for both. And then uh, on the other side, there's the more like control thing. So there's a, yeah, multiple things. This is what I forgot to mention. I have two of these Alice's 3630 compressors, which now that Daft Punk said that they are leaving the business, these are like the next sort of the thing, because everybody's going to be the next stuff Punk, and this is the compressor. Yeah, 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 yeah true, the yeah. LSS ones, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's your yeah. pension, said <laughs> That's your pension, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I bought them for like, the other one from Jori Hulkonen for, I don't know, 40 euros, 50 euros, and the other okay. one from somewhere else for a bit less, I think. And then this is surprising thing. Uh, it, well, it's quite well hooked, so I can, it's, it's Zoom guitar pedal g2.1u it, it's my dad's old and uh it's here and uh, the distortion i get from that is absolutely fucking brilliant okay that's actually on, on my youtube or instagram channel the track that i did yesterday it's mm -hmm. the distortion is is from that and it's it's crazy okay and then there's batch bay and there's also a couple uh effects and uh Effect pedals, uh, then circon, sound guards, and that's that's about it. Cool. So amazing. Thanks, thanks for that. And in the meantime, somebody came up with a really nice nickname uh, here. 
I think you deserve that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what I'm interested in, so um, you've set up your studio. It's like your your personal way of doing things, right? So you said mm -hmm. you set up your modeler in especially to do generative stuff. Um, is that really the only thing you do with it, or is it? No, 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 no. No, I mean it's it's uh, it's a system that I can use for uh, for doing this generative. Uh, things and more like uh, ambient improvisations right but i can also use it for like making straight on the grid techno with with hooking up because there's also uh, with the modular i have the Durfer a155 sequencer and also circadian rhythms which is really good sequencer for modular and so mm -hmm. but and, and also i can send stuff from uh, from circlon that i that because it has the cv in out extension so i can i can use like separate sounds but also i use modular for running things through it for mm. some other synthesizer that i can use the patch bay that i just send it through for example uh uh clouds by clouds or some some element like that or sample with yeah. morphogen or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah cool yeah it's funny you you mentioned that uh, that zoom distortion and how you f kind of fall in love with a certain function on a certain machine that mm. uh, everybody else overlooks, but you you somehow you find it uh, amazing. You know, I, I've got some some stuff like that as well that you know nobody uses, and uh, as that specific little thing that you always return to because you just fucking yeah. love it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if if if, if this uh, overlook overlooking of some machines is 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 because nobody who is famous you doesn't use those use it yeah, and, okay, and yeah. so so this kind of a what because you can buy really cheap stuff and make amazing stuff that's great yeah that sounds great yeah. but as, as long as you know what you're doing i mean you, mm. there's so many ways to fuck your sound up mm. in a good way and in a really cheap way yeah, but uh, you, uh, you're totally right. But the way you said it is like you know you 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 always return to that for distortion because you just really love that specific way it yeah. does that. You know, yeah. um, I can totally relate to that. I, I have several things in, in my studio. Like I've lately, I've been using this Steiner Parker filter on drums, which is yeah. I don't know. Uh, I I just can't get enough of it. You know, it just some does something to the frequencies, and it's all it's it's on it's borderline painful. For your ears, but it's always just and just uh, not painful enough to become <laughs> annoying. You know what I mean? So the frequency, the just you know the peaks, the peaks it throws yeah. out is just are just I don't know. I've never visualized it, but they, they must be just insane. You know, they're they're like uh, almost notches or whatever, but mm -hmm. uh, like really steep ones. But uh, for some reason, it always is is still sounding contained and and uh, musical and um, yeah. I I, I never. I never get bored of it <laughs> for some reason. Do you have? Do you have? Hassan said on the that I should try Ericasson's distortion tube overdrive modules. Yes, I bought one, uh, the Fusion box, but I had to send it back to the Thorman shop because it was broken when it arrived. Okay. <laughs> so it's coming coming soon. And uh, one one other thing that I I I bought in advance, paid it, but it's it's still in manufacturing. It's the uh, Fine Gears uh, Dust Collector, which is, <laughs> have you do, you, do you guys know it? A dust it, it's, it's, it's analog uh, effects box with, uh, it has like two 
tape uh, saturators. Uh, I think reverb delay. I think Charlton mentioned, mentioned that last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah that's it's, I'm expecting to have it next month, and so okay. we're looking nice. forward to it. Are there any special, um, um, like your trademark special uh, uh, pieces of gear, uh, Eric, that you fell in love with um, or that you use and, and always return to? Um, that is sort of defining your sound or whatever. Yeah, la the last couple of years I've been using a lot of uh, an old tape recorder. And it's, oh. uh, it's, uh, it's okay. really old. It's, not, it's, you know, it's from the 60s and it's mono. But it does the half speed or quarter speed thing really nice. And it just, it has that certain quality that adds to the sound that I, that I really like. And uh, I've used other tape recorders, but this is the one for me. So if I need to have that, especially with ambient stuff, you know, it's I always get that thing. Which is and it's, it's I have it here at home just just and in case I should need it. Okay, cool. What and and it's you said it's mono and it's from the fifties. That means it's it's a yes. really okay. It's a it's an UR uh, UHER five thousand, which is you have the the mo yeah. the, the portable ones, which are you know uh, I'm trying to find one of those too because they're stereo. But uh, for now, it's because like uh, I have a one hundred one. It's mono, and if you if I put it record it onto that, and then play it at half speed, it's just that's yeah. that's you know that's I need that, and I know how to get it with that thing, and it it's always uh, adds um, I don't know it's so crappy that it adds <laughs> these little artifacts, you know it's it's and and I, that's what I really like that that's that's from the top of my mind what's. Uh, it comes to mind this is where like uh, yeah like this and you say it does quarter speed as well so you can you can slow it down by by um like 200 percent basically like yeah what yeah. well that's nice i have got um, the tapes that i i use the same trick sometimes you know because slowing down tape is something special you know it's a very much unlike slowing down digital recordings you know because yeah. if you slow down digital it becomes grainy and sort of lo-fi and if you slow down tape, it becomes somehow more hi-fi, you know? Like you, you mm. discover all these subtleties and details that you didn't hear when you were listening to it on full speed and it just, just stretches everything out. It makes it more rich in some way, you know? Yeah, it's, it, I have this moment where I'm, when I'm making ambient and uh, it's getting, I get frustrated because I can really easily, you can turn in Ableton, turn the whole part, uh, half the speed there or even chord and it, it's like no, this is not what I'm looking for. Yeah. I put it on the tape. Yeah, it's there. You know, yeah. it's just this is exactly it. It adds um, a layer of 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 if even like um, distances from 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 not from the original source only, but also from I played this. I know, but if I put it I put it to that process, I don't. I didn't play this as much. You know, it it becomes less uh, from me and more. Uh, thing on its own as it were and it uh, with with its own special qualities and i, mm -hmm. I really like music to, uh, to 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 like i like to let the machines do as much what they want to do you know what set certain parameters and then have it run and the tape recorder is like the ultimate version of that for me because mm -hmm. it's i don't know what i can do just except for to decide how, how how 
how hot or you know the the recording volume as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, have have you done uh, any tape editing so you cut and paste the actual tape yourself? That's that's how I started out. Like, oh, you uh, too. Oh, ah. okay. yeah, yeah. I I used to make uh, with a friend of mine. We used to make hip hop, and we had one turntable, a mixer, a cassette deck, and a and a and a, a reel to reel. So wow. making a beat would take like a day, and it would give me like a whole day to write a, a rap, which is really bad. So <laughs> I quit after that, after two times, but the beat making stayed. And it was like, you know, you have to, uh, you end up with like layers and layers of, of noise on it because, but yeah, you're just, you know, you're just making music and, and being very excited because it's hip hop. Yeah, wow, this is yeah, what yeah. I like. and. Uh, so yeah, actually, I, I did exactly the same thing, Eric. It was like I had a, a cassette deck, a tape deck, and a turntable, and you know, just you record one snare or one little hit of something yeah. onto tape, and then you have to lay out some kind of uh, measure thing to uh, to determine the speed, and then you know the snare has to be right there in the middle, yeah. and you have to put the tape there, and then you loop basically only the snare, and then you you record some some you know kick drums, and you put them in in different spots, and then record the whole thing again. It's it's just a it's <laughs> it, it, hell of a lot of work, but it but it works, you know. It, works. Yeah, it degrades and, as well every time. Oh yeah, you every time. You, yeah. yeah, because you you, if you only I think Eric is the same, but you you can cut the you can cut the tape, but then you have to record the thing like for five minutes on a cassette tape or something just to to get like the final thing going right yeah, yeah. and and then you you make a new loop and you you layer it with it with a, a different instrument and you know that's a small loop but you have to uh, record the the, the repetitive uh, tape loop you know yeah. uh, for a long time on top of that you know like uh, overdub it yeah. if you want to use a new sample like my friend where we used to, he was a he was the best dj out of us of the out of the two of us so we have like an old funk record and he would like scratch it in, but it needs to be like so on time, like there's no counting in or whatever. It was need, needed to be like, and I don't know how he did it, but he was, you know, it, it worked because it was it's crazy. But yeah, I, I must say I never had as much fun. Well, that's not true, but it was so much fun to do, you know. And it, uh, yeah. and you're just doing the stuff you like, and you know, it's it's different than. Uh, it's a very pure way of of of, of being creative with uh, with. Yeah, and, and talking yeah. about limit, talking about limiting yourself, you know. I mean, yeah. you have yeah. to. Yeah. You spend yeah. like uh, one hour on on getting the the, the kick or uh, you know some instrument cut in the right pattern, and then you spend another two hours to get the the next sound, you know, organized in in the right way. And basically, once you've once you've done it, there's no way back, you know. So you That's have to it. kind of stick to your decision. So you basically have to think it out, uh, to think it of it, you know, it really. You have to really plan it out in advance, and then, um, yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a lot of work. But I mean. You know, could be a nice uh, COVID uh, hobby. You know, <laughs> going back yeah, to the to, uh, going, to, going to back pick to it up uh, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm so into tapes now. You know, it's, I don't have a studio, but I do have like one turntable and two cassette decks, and there's another cassette deck. And ta tapes is tape is just great. It's magical. Yeah, I, I've left tape for a long time until I, I went back to it uh, some time ago. 
uh, and I forgot how long the rewinding and forwarding takes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. these, days, these days are, are, you know, like you, you hit play on anything, you know, that you have uh, at your disposal and it plays. It plays, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, that's something you can, you could, everybody could used to so much, you know, but, and even playing a vinyl, you can, you can skip it or you can, you can cheat by, you know, you don't have to wait for the whole timeline to, to pass by. Mm -hmm. But tape, you know, it's just if you need to to listen to something at the beginning of a tape and it's it's all the way forward, you know, it takes like fucking three minutes to rewind the tape. You know, it's just you need to find a certain section. Yeah. And you don't know what the counter at what counter yeah. it, it, you're gone. You know, it's like, yeah. no, no, no. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it does it does but it's it uh, um b before our daughter was born i decided hey maybe I'm, it, that's part of the charm you know yeah, yeah. But, and i Actually, wanted to have, have like yeah. um, i think there's, things in general they are much more rewarding if you have to make a little bit a little bit of an effort for achieving something oh absolutely exactly yeah. yeah yeah it's not bad at all i mean it's, it's no just, no it's it's that's how it's it should be you get used to you know it's something yeah. we, we all got used to that everything is instant there's, there's, i think in the comments there's everybody's talking about tape now and i saw one sorry to interrupt you i saw one what tape recorders are good but basically um you know tape is tape i mean there there are there are so much differences between um you know cassettes and and reel to reel and you know the size of the tape and and the speed at which you play it but I would say that anything that has a very speed will will yep. get your creative juices going. You know, like yeah, any set deck or any pitch pitch control or yeah, pitch very control speed. Or very that, speed. That, that's that's the key, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There, yeah. there was a there's, there was one on one of the comments. There was a VHS tape mentioned, but uh, but uh, yeah, that reminded that, me of that reminded me of uh, of an old scenario in my old hometown, Lahti. This this was like in the early '90s, but there was this one one guy who was a uh, who was a uh, he was working for Finnish National Broadcasting Radio and uh, okay. as a as a sound uh, engineer, and uh, he was really into really into techno and uh, he was living below my friend's place and he was having these after parties during weekends and he had a because. He knew that the best sound came from VHSC tapes, so mm -hmm. he had okay. he had he had recorded all his records and stuff for VHS tapes, and uh, he was always listening to C Tank. You remember C Tank on Overdrive records, mm -hmm. like this like Proto Gabber thing on VHS tapes, and had one strobe light in his living room, and that was the thing. <laughs> that was it after all, like fucking great. Actually, actually, it's true. When when I didn't have access to to, um, I mean, the, I got a debt recorder pretty much when they became affordable and and came out. You know, like in probably ninety one or something. But just before that, uh, I had a, a really sort of high end uh, VHS uh, recorder, and I mastered the few the few things that the few first few things that I've ever properly mixed down and recorded were, were recorded onto VHS tape because it was much better than cassette tape or uh, anything I had, uh, you know, uh, access to. And after that, I, I used that, you know, but um, there's something to the sound of, of tape, you know, still. And VHS is, is, is a much wider tape. So it's yeah. in a sense, yeah. you know, you, you have much more space to, to record the information on. Although the, the actual, uh, 
audio uh, track is is not as wide as the entire tape, of course, but still yeah. occupies more space than than uh, the width of a, a cassette tape. So there is yeah, more risk. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sounded sounded pretty good in my ears back in the day. <laughs> it, it, it's somehow even uh, like dot uh, recorders or dot tapes. I notice it now. It's like. It just sounds better, and I don't know if it's because it's, it's on a tape and it's a magnetic magnetic process or anything, even though it's digital. I don't yes. think so. I think it's probably. I mean, the the information is stored digitally, so um, the, it, it sounds different. About, yeah, it does sound, but it's the conversion, I guess. You know, the, ah, the, okay. especially it's older conversion. Yeah, yeah, especially older uh, dead machines. They had uh, limited. Um, ADDA converters, you know, like uh, uh, cheap ones or, you know, ones that weren't developed as much. So they have a sound, you know, they have a noticeable sound. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I think it's quite new, a Tascam, one of the later ones, you know, like the the 19-inch version. But I don't know, it's, I I, I, I like how it sounds when it's from dot tape, even. Yeah. You know, I don't, it's probably not the tape, but uh, Mm. it's just... No, sounds but still, nice. if, if, yeah, if the, the, the converter sounds, you know, have that character that's, you know. Yeah, and it, this 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 goes to uh, 48 kilohertz Sam, uh, recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, is, that, uh, that is 48, yeah. Mm. But it's, it's 44, also much that, But how, how, how we used to mix things like 20 years, 20, 25, 30 years ago, it's, it's probably quite different than we do now. So it, it, this why they sound fresh to us now is that it was it's so different that we are used to and we are like a kind of a uh, we are too used to these sounds that we get now everything can be so high fidelity as we want it to be but this this mm. this thing that well this is back to the limitation thing we had limitations with poor and cheap equipment and. Uh, Way we used and how how the overall mixing uh, like if you listen to any house or techno record from the early 90s how the how the low end is mixed compared to these days it's so different yeah so i guess there's also something yeah. But Something it has also that. has to do in uh, uh, with the way it was consumed back then, you know. I mean, the, right mm-hmm. now, these days, you have a sound system that can reproduce in incredible bass pressure. A lot more yeah. detail and, as well, yeah. 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 And, and, you know, in the uh, earlier, the, the PA systems were n- not nearly as as, as uh, accurate and, and developed as, as they are now, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, but I, I, I'm convinced that um, even though... Uh, it sounds sort of fresh now if you listen to these old records because they were made in such a different day, uh, different way. Um, the everybody was trying their best to make it as sound as good as possible, you know. Absolutely, yeah, always using always. limited gear. Like still, we, I mean, you can you can argue we still use limited gear. All gear is still has a limit somehow, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, frequency ranges uh, that you can capture and and. Uh, and the frequencies you can push in in a door, you know, with all these really accurate surgical uh, EQs and shit that, that is available these days, mm. uh, makes it makes it m- much easier to to have mixes that occupy the entire spectrum and are like beautifully yeah. peak limited and stuff like that. So everything is louder and fuller. 
um, you know, uh, mix-wise. Yeah. I wouldn't say that musically it's more interesting, but you know, in in terms of sound, you know, the sound we are used to is all very, very much pushed, you know, and occupying a massive, uh, massive range, you know. Um, and most stuff that was done earlier was supposed to go on vinyl, which has nothing over 10k or below you know 60 hertz anyway you know because it yeah, just yeah. stick to vinyl so that's that's the way you mix back then um Absolutely. anyway but is there also also this kind of uh looking back and this kind of uh where we are now and what the possibilities are with the sound like for example Rhodes stage piano was was state-of-art high fidelity instrument back in the days but now how we look at it it's kind of nostalgic thing mm, with yeah. lots of flaws but back then it was like the but that also made it like a high yeah. yeah 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 and this kind of also what we've been we've been talking here lately about the the tape saturation and distortion things and these are kind of a, these are the flaws of the past in a way yeah mm-hmm. that we are trying to incorporate to our music these days but but with 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 more control and the control yeah is the, yeah true the yeah. the only modern thing that we have yeah i mean but there there is something um i mean stuff that is that is really in your face and recognizable and and clean uh just conveys less emotion for some for some reason you know so um i mean a few weeks back we had uh, alessandro cartini on and he describes you know the the sounds he likes when it sounds like it's been on the bottom of the ocean for 30 years so like (laughs) you know like all corroded and um you know, it yeah. still has the sort of uh, general shape of it, but it's all mm-hmm. uh, blurred and 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 corroded and 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 kind of uh, you know touched by time or whatever. And and somehow it conveys more emotion if if it if it's not instantly recognizable and in and in your face, you know. So it's something. Mm-hmm. I think it's something to do with um, how sound how nature sounds in general. You know, you have things that are far away, you have things that are close by. Um, there's yeah there's uh, sounds in nature are more, way more rounded and and um less defined than than uh, you know really punchy um transient electronic instruments mm. they're kind of, kind of unnatural you know yeah now, so on the on the on the other end of the spectrum then you have a, like like autocr which is uh i think they use they use quite a lot of max for their for their music and uh, i think the the Thing that the tour they did a few years ago, uh, mm. five years ago, wh- where they performed in total darkness, the whole thing was done with uh, with with Max, mm-hmm. and uh, it is pretty much as high fidelity that you can you can get with sound mm. productions, and there's yeah. no natu- there's no any reference to natural uh, phenomenon in the sound that we can like like nothing is what we are used to yeah maybe maybe in the sound but in the sequences and the way things develop musically there is no no, no no it was also quite it was quite okay 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 well i'm talking about their music from jazz right yeah, yeah. Okay. i'm yeah. talking about their music in general but the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. well yeah, the older album definitely but yeah the whole point is in 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 the music i guess it's it's really i don't know how it's sort of there's there's always almost like a mathematical basis to whatever they do and yeah, then yeah. then they they spin it out in such a way that that it's uh, it becomes uh, uh, really human you know um but it's uh, anyway I, you can talk about that music forever i guess <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah 
Um, people, we've been already talking for two hours. Time goes really, really fast. Um, time, and time um, fast, yeah. I mean, I, if, if, if we want to, yeah, this, <laughs> somebody, said, somebody, somebody saying, are we talking our tech? I think we should, uh, <laughs> we should get them on the show and talk, talk, talk our tech with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, but um, I think I think um, unless there's anything urgent anybody of us has to cover, uh, usually we spend the last few minutes of the of the chat uh, giving everybody an opportunity to plug and promote their thing. So, um, Samuli, anything you want to make uh, people aware of? Uh, like the stuff you're doing, where can people well, find your music, stuff, your videos? Stuff that I do. I, I... I haven't been really focusing on on doing releases these times, but uh, but the thing that I've accidentally <laughs> started doing is is the videos from 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 here. So there's a lot of stuff on my YouTube and Instagram. I I share it on both platforms, but uh, I do two or three sessions per week. Uh, it's it's usually one track, and uh, go go check those out. If yeah, I would definitely really encourage people to have a look there because your 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 image quality and and the stuff you do musically is uh, is really nice. It's really high quality, yeah. amazing. Really enjoy them, man. Thanks for doing them. Thank you. Well, it's it's my my way of giving something for other fellow nerds and uh, <laughs> and feel, feeling my need to write music. So, so it's a win win. Absolutely, nerds. Fellow nerds. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, fellow nerd. <laughs> I really enjoy it. So, um, uh, yeah, keep keep doing them for sure. Um, I will. Robin, anything um, uh, you're trying well, to do except for uh, trying have, to have a new beard in the next few weeks or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, uh, I uh, nobody knows this yet, but I actually I gave my beard to uh, to Eric because Eric wanted to have a beard uh, tonight here. So I said, uh, you can have my beard. So there you go. So I'm going to grow a new one now. Yes. Uh, it's no, uh, yeah, 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 you're welcome. Uh, I, I didn't know you were that gray, but okay. Well, you'd be surprised. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, thing is, is I, I have a couple of live streams coming up. Uh, something on Sunday that I don't know if I'm allowed to share yet. So I'm, uh, I'm just going to say that uh, something on Sunday. And uh, let's see. On the sixth of March, I have uh, I'm doing another live stream, uh, uh, special asset set on the uh, on the channel on uh, Twitch. Uh, uh, Twitch. Uh, they asked me to do. Uh, they, they are doing an event where everybody does asset uh, sets, so I'm going to do that. Oh, nice! And uh, there's going to be an asset live set. And on the eighth, I have. Another uh, chat with uh, Camille Damen, who was also here uh, about Ableton 11 and uh, yeah, things like that. Okay. So cool. uh, yeah, those are uh, things that I'm uh, yeah that I'm preparing for and looking forward. Cool. Thanks, Robin. Yeah. Thanks for uh, for joining again. And uh, uh, I thank you. Thank you for the invite. What uh, Robin is up to, always amazing stuff. And Eric, thank anything you. we can we expect from you? Anything you want people? Yes, I, it's been a bit on the back burner for a bit because of the baby and stuff. But mm. my debut, finally, after making music for 30 years, my debut album is coming out. Oh, oh wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's uh, it's my uh, ambient project, Machines of Loving Grace. Okay. And uh, I have the tapes here already, so we're going to do uh, digital and uh, tapes. And it's 
I'm I'm getting it up to Bandcamp now, and it should be in the next couple of weeks. It should be uh, released, as it were. That that's the one thing, and um, I'm I'm just finished a remix of my own old track of mine that's coming out, but I don't know when. But uh, I'm happy it's finished because it's uh, it, <laughs> it took me long enough. Awesome. Uh, yeah. After 30 years, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it's, and funny that it's an ambient debut. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's acted music to help you fall asleep. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, I'm definitely going to check that out and, uh, and fall asleep. Yeah, too. I'll send it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Eric, one more thing. What, what's, what's a link to your band camp? I don't have a band camp. You, you haven't set it up yet. Hello. Oh, that scared him, Robin. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, What's I think the... I think Eric is on is Hello? on Twitter for sure. Hey, yeah, you're back. Hey, ah, I, I was okay. gone. Okay. <laughs> okay. I I I have to set it up uh, the band camp thing. Okay. So, okay. But if you wanna, I have a Facebook page. It's called Machines of Love and Grace. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll put I'll put all the awesome. info there because that's uh, that's the. Well, you know, you can find out about it. Yeah, yeah Sandra okay. is probably looking for the link right now and you'll yeah. post it in the, in the comments. Yeah, I so, saw it. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Okay, thanks, Eric. Well, really nice catching up. Really nice yeah. talking to you and uh, looking forward to nice the album. And uh, yeah, thank, thanks to Samuli. To hey, Peter. but is there something coming from you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was about to say that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Has anybody asked that before? We are always like asked at the end. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want sure. to have the last word, you know. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, as always, there is a um, uh, live uh, session uh, on Sunday as part of the Stay Home Sound System series. Uh, so yeah, you can expect one on su this Sunday too. We're keeping secret uh, who is going to be there, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious too, Robin. Um, okay. And um, uh, so that's every every Sunday, and we'll keep that going for a while. Uh, and um, next Wednesday, we'll be back with uh, a new Not Twillers Hangout. And uh, we have a Patreon page uh, where you can uh, support our projects and uh, get sound banks and um, uh, masterclasses and such. Um, links should be in the chat in this description in description of the video as well and um yeah i want to encourage people to uh have a look at our discord server that's basically the place where all the nerds gather uh, outside of these chats <laughs> yeah. it's a place where um, I, I think we know we've got a pretty large group of people now you know chatting away every day about gear about making music we recently updated the uh, the channels on discord or the uh, how do you say that the the yeah the channels basically so it's uh, there's a room for everything and there's we talk about recording uh, mixing uh, there's uh, just hang out talk, people talking about coffee and whatever <laughs> you know so it's uh, it's a really fun place if you want to uh, join yeah, the fellow nerd game yeah so um, it's a nice place robin is on there it's very prolific yeah. there um, so yeah, have a look there. Um, link should be in the description and that's pretty much it for me, uh, for this week. So thanks again, Samuli. Um, and, uh, say hi to, uh, Helsinki for us and, uh, Robin, good to see you, man. And Eric, have you nice evening, everybody. All of you. So, um, thanks for joining. Thanks for people who uh, watched this <laughs> YouTube and, uh, Twitch and see you. <laughs>
next, next week. Next week. <laughs> See you. Bye. 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 Bye.